podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Charlie Parsons for Boxing Social and Association with Freebets.com. Ready to fight an Empire Fight Store. Always a pleasure. It's a lovely t-shirt you're repping today, Hatton Mayweather. Uh, Mr. Gareth A. Davies, how are you this fine Monday afternoon? I say fine, the weather's a little bit mediocre, actually. Uh, yeah, it's not a bad day. I've been out myself uh, for a little while. Um, dog walk, bike ride. Um, Monday's Monday's disappearing fast at the moment. Um, but yeah, I'm just repping the Mayweather un- um, uh, Hatton undefeated T-shirt. I've got a little dog trying to climb up all over me. My daughter's dog here. Can we get um, a dog in the thumbnail? I, I don't know if he's going to... Every time I go down <laughs> for him, he runs off. Okay. He's doing okay. that game. I, I, let me just get my vape. He'll just relax me. Hang on. Oh, there's the dog. Oh, can you see him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, lovely little veto. There he is. Yes, this is... Fa- that, oh, this could be the greatest thumbnail of all time. <laughs> yes, there he is. There he is. Just had his walk. There we go. Oh, we're here for it, mate. We're here. So if he barks, you know what the noise is in good. the back. Maybe I'll just hold him and then he'll be a bit calmer. Yeah. Lovely. Um you like to vape around dogs or not these days? Do you get cancelled? Vape for around that? a dog. You don't get cancelled for that, my man. But they're ca- but we're both vapors, aren't we? I'm not a vapor. Uh, but the thing is, aren't they cancelling vapes? They are... I don't know, actually. I hope they are, mate. I'll be honest, I'm, I'm pretty anti-vape. Oh, are you? Okay, I didn't realise that. Yeah, no, I mean, not not like not enough to sort of cause up a big fuss, but yeah, I don't know. The insides of them, a bit grim. I think rather stick to a, a cigarette, no? Well, I don't know about that, but... Well, my old ticket has been better on the vapes and on the um than on the on the uh cigarettes but i think i might stockpile a few hundred and just wean myself off them if they're going to um get rid of them then, then because they if they are got rid of it's because young people a lot of young people are smoking them i think um that is the but that, that, that was the latest i heard anyway that rishi sunak's ruling them out our well, prime minister is ruling them out well, maybe so. Right, let's. How far did you today? I did ten kilometers today. Little ten k. Done a. Done a... What's that? <laughs> oh, I think I know what you said, you cheeky fucker. <laughs> um. Right, let's go into it. Reflection on the weekend. I suppose the uh, the big talking point. Jaime Munguia, quite a destructive performance over John Ryder. What was it, Gareth? He looked quite big in there, actually, at 168. Uh, Jaime did. We know that that was only his second fight up there. Last time out against Devrinchenko. Looked definitely much better on that. John Ryder, we know, you know, that fight against Canelo would have taken something out of him. What did you make of it all? Well, I thought Munguia was very, very impressive, um, as was the valiance uh, of John Ryder. I, mean, I think you've got to give props to to Munguia for the performance he 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 steps forward hard he's an aggressive fighter he's always been there he's got that unbeaten 43 fight record now um or might be 44 now but he's definitely up there and um in my view um he's ripe for a fight weirdly he's gone not under the radar but 
Um, you know, but it's because he's got wins over Gabe Brassado, Liam Smith in the past. I had my fight of the year was um, for William Hill last year was um, Devrenchenko and and him. Um, a brilliant fight that was uh, for me. It was the number one fight of the year. Um, brilliant twelve rounds, and he had a particularly good twelfth round Mungia. Um, it was very dominant. You might have slid around, maybe two for John. I think a couple of the judges gave. John or one judge gave John two rounds, but it was a fairly comprehensive beating. I picked points or late stoppage. Um, I just thought Mungia would have a higher work rate. Um, John was very tough in there, and I think they pulled him out at the right time. Obviously, he was down was it four times in all three, one, two, three times. I mean, he's down, and and and, and you know he he had enough. He'd had enough. And the thing is with John, he'll keep going till he's nailed to the canvas. And you don't want to see that. So it was the right stoppage by the team. Tony Sims did the right thing, uh, pulling him out after he was um, hurt in that, what was it, ninth round? Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, it was, it was the right thing. Very impressive. And I think Mungir is in line now, potentially, for a fight with Benavide, uh, David Benavides or even... Um, Saul Canelo Alvarez and Alvarez might even say right you two fight off and I'll fight the winner but he's got two guys there who he could legitimately fight this year in my view so we may that may be his year mapped out especially with Dmitry Bivol um, being lined up to face Arta Betabiev looking like June the 1st in Riyadh well, I suppose on the topic of that, then the super middleweights in Mexico uh, dominating. You talk about Benavidez there, Munguia off the back of this weekend, Canelo, obviously the man that everyone wants to fight. Um, he always said that he never wants to fight another Mexican. However, it looks like he's going to have no choice in 2024, maybe the year that they both go at it. Yeah, it's two brilliant Mexican fights. The styles of both men are fantastic for him. You know, they are typical Mexican fighters direct, forward, slashing punches, um, work rate very high, come to fight. Um, and, and you can't see either man being in their shell against him. Um, you know, uh, th all three fights, uh, Canelo uh, Benavides, Canelo Munguia, Munguia Benavides, all brilliant fights. And I reckon we'll see them probably in the next couple of years. On John Ryder, then, do we expect him to call this a day? We know in the build-up, he said if he doesn't beat Jaime Munguia, then he's not really sure where he goes from there. Um, what a, a valiant performance, like you uh, mentioned, but also what a tremendous career. He really has been around and fought absolutely everyone. That was only the second time he was stopped. Uh, the first time, a long, long time ago, against Nick Blackwell. He's been in with the best. He's never ducked a fight. A uh, proper throwback fighter, really. Never been one to do the media and everything. Just likes getting in the ring and having it out. And a brilliant servant to British boxing. Yeah, great Islington guy. Arsenal fan. Um, like you say, servant to British boxing and world boxing. Brilliant performance against Callum Smith that many people had him winning narrowly that night up in Liverpool. Um, you know, uh, I think, you know, the 12 rounds against Canelo showed, he, like you say, balls of steel, great cojones. Um, you know, the, the the move up to super middleweight was right for him. Um, you know, uh, what, in his early 30s, he's 35 now. So um, in many ways, I think it may be the end, but he might fancy one more dig. You never know. I don't, I think he's too small for light heavy. 
Um, but uh, it's been a great career. I mean, when you think he lost to Nick Blackwell all those years ago, I think it was that that was a middleweight. I think yeah. um, it would have been so. Um, you know, a really brilliant end to his career. And, and I've always talked to John about this that he, he because he's a very thick set man. He's not the tallest super middleweight in the world, but he's very thick set. So he's always more comfortable once he could put on that extra eight pounds for 168. And uh, I think his career shone particularly at super middle. Well, Connor Ben, the other person from that stable who fights this week out in Las Vegas, a return uh, against Peter Dobson. Now, the opponent had a little bit of criticism, but they came back and sort of said, look, we're just trying to keep him as active as possible. We know that they were trying to line up Eubank for this weekend at the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Obviously, wasn't to be. We know that he had his return fight against Ozoko back in uh, back end of September now. They're hoping to get him out, providing no injuries again in April with a quick turnaround. Just going into it, I think UK prime time. And along with that, I think we've got um, Boazzi Aziz this weekend. Yeah, I mean, on, on Connor Ben first and Johnny Fisher, obviously making yes. his American debut on that card. Looking forward to seeing uh, Johnny in action. He's made the most of Vegas training with Ishmael Salas. Big John's been back and forth by the look of it. They've got that deal with the plaza in the old town. Yeah. Um, they're old town guys. They're old school guys. So it fits perfectly. Like you say, smart move by the promotion to have Connor Ben in the afternoon so that he can get maximum exposure. Um, obviously, it's a DAZN event, isn't it? So people will be able to watch it on the move or wherever they are. Um, look, I mean... The hearing is still hovering above them. You know, the, the, the appeal hearing from the boxing board and UCAD, um, we thought that might have had its completion and conclusion by now, but obviously it hasn't, which kind of muddies the water slightly. Um, but I expect him to put in an aggressive performance against Dobson and, uh, and look impressive. I think he's given some very good interviews that I've seen while he's been over there. Um, there's a calmness that's returned to him, um, which is very good. Um, all in all, you know, like you say, they're getting him, his career back on track, but they need this hearing to be uh, to be to be completed, really, so that he can actually fully move on from the situation that he's been under all this time for those two uh, failed clomiphene tests. Well, Gareth, obviously the other fight this weekend, Boazzi Aziz. Now, first time it was scheduled, uh, obviously had to be rescheduled. And the first time it was all very civil and, and nice between the two of them. But that certainly changed a little bit. Boazzi uh, not convinced with the injury first time round, And they've been going at it a little bit of needle. It's a great, great domestic fight up at light heavyweight in a truly fantastic division. Dan Aziz, what a fantastic couple of years he's had a real throwback fight we'll get in the mix with anyone and Josh Boazzi probably fairly di like disappointing really for him um just not had the fights that he probably could have we know a great amateur pedigree but this could be the one to get the ball rolling again yeah it's been a slow burn but that but there's an attitude now that it is time for him to to move on and up this is a this is a litmus test in lots of ways for um where he is and where he stands and you know has he improved is he ready for the big time um you know we, we've seen Anthony Yard uh, obviously have a fight with better Biev and Kovalev um 
you know, and, and advance his cause. Obviously, he hasn't won those two fights, but, you know, there's a lot of people talking about um, Hearn versus uh, Warren and, and Callum Smith and, and Anthony Yard being the fight that could obviously take place if they are um, having promotional rivalries with their fighters. Outside Joshua and Fury, that's probably the, the, the biggest draw out there at the moment, um, if you put Warren and Hearn in in uh, in opposition um it's a really good fight as you say dan aziz very improved arguably one of the most improved british fighters in the last couple of years he's going to have to be on his metal i like the 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 enmity that's arisen over the last few months um spoken to dan about the injuries very upset that people thought it was a faked injury um we want both guys fully fit for this fight it's a really good fight. Um, I think it's a 60-40 for me in favour of Boatsy. Um, I see him winning it on points. I see it's, it's a terrific matchup. But don't write Dan Aziz off. Um, he's got a lot of energy and speed, and he's in and out quickly. If he can box like he did against Hosea Burton, unless Joshua Boatsy doesn't let him, we could see him be very, very impressive. Uh, in this fight, they'll both give their all. Um, you know, Groves and Groves and uh, uh, Gale comes to mind for all those years ago. Um, you know, just they they are kind of almost world level these two. But this is a test of kind of moving escalators. Maybe one has to go back and reset, and the other moves up to world level after this. As I say, I see Boatsy as the marginal favourite. If I had to make a pick, I'd probably say him on points, but it's a terrific fight. Really is a terrific all-British dust-up. On the topic of Joshua Boatsy, we saw that there was a, a legal proceedings between Matchroom and Boxer. What did you make of all that and everything that's come out recently? Well, it's just a contractual thing, isn't it? So, um, you know, that that is a painful scenario for, for all of them. Um, obviously, Matchroom weren't happy about him leaving to go to Boxer, um, but he had his reasons. Whatever they were promising him, they, they're certainly delivering. Um, you know, he's got this fight with Dan Aziz, um, so he'll have had his reasons. It happens in boxing. It's it's a it's a divorce, and as a divorce, there's a there's a split of some kind. And in this case, it's obviously, um, you know, it, it's there's there's an unhappiness. From the matchroom side, I mean, I think he's been with them since the Olympics in 2016, hasn't he? So, um, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's uh, it's just one of those scenarios. It happens over and over again. We shall find out who um, who is has the right or not in the um, in the legal action, or whether they settle settle out of court. Well, I'll just rattle off a few more. I know that uh, you've got a busy schedule today, Gareth, but. Um... Garcia isn't fighting Roly Romero. Eddie Hearn has urged that they reopen negotiations for the Haney fight. I think they're looking at a date of April the 20th. I could be wrong. I know that there's nothing in no, the that, That's what he said, yeah. There's nothing in the schedule for then. Um, just, just your, it's been a bit sticky for Ryan. He's been coming out, putting tweets, saying that this could be, you know, signed and announced within 24 hours. Then we hear that Roly Romero's fighting someone else. And I'm sure he's as frustrated as anyone else. And, as boxing fans, we'd love to see this fight, and it sort of it was there, and then it wasn't. What do you think? Well, the Romero fight or the Haney fight? <laughs> well, the Haney fight was on, and then 
He pulled out, thought the Romero fight was going to happen, then came out with a load of tweets saying it was 24 hours away. Then we heard that Romero was fighting. I I, I think, you know, Ryan Garcia is one of the golden geese in the boxing world at the moment. And it's very good matchmaking for Devin Haney. Um, You know, I I I see him as a big favourite in that fight. And and obviously there is the jeopardy for him with the power that Ryan Garcia carries in in his hands. So um, it's it's if Haney can get this fight, it's brilliant matchmaking um, by his promoters and and his team and Bill Haney. Um, I think Haney wins that, but it's one we'll all watch because Garcia. It just reminds me of Amir Khan's career where he's got fast flashing fists. He could take you apart. He's very dangerous early in a fight um he's not not going to have to um do a particular weight cut for this probably going to have to be what is it going to be at 140 i imagine yeah um and 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 you know seeing haney out in Riyadh in december he looks very big and very powerful and he did look exactly that against um against regis progre in his last outing so i think it's a great fight i hope they get it over the line it's one i'd love to be at Eddie and Oscar had a, I, want to say, I don't want to say strange week between them, but we know on the press conference stage, Eddie said he wanted to do a 5v5 with Golden Boy. And there was like no reaction from Oscar at all. Didn't even sort of like nod his head to agree. And then they filmed like a face off with each other. And then sort of, I think Oscar's now come out and said before the fight, I want to work with everyone out there, Bob Arum, I want to work with Eddie Hearn. Uh, but where's Al Heyman? Al, come out from hiding, please. We need this from Oscar, don't we? We need him to sort of get himself involved and, and be willing to cooperate with everyone in, whether it be Riyadh, whether it be over in Vegas. Just We just want to see everyone working together. Well, we've got a new paradigm, you know, in, in boxing with these moves with Warren and Hearn going and having an event against, with their fighters against each other. Yes, it is a time to strike now while the iron's hot and get all the promoters going up against each other. It'd be great if Oscar De La Hoya's involved as well, and Bob Arum and Al Heyman. It's only good for boxing, Charlie. Um, and, you know, let, let's let's make hay while the sun shines with all this, while there's, while there's people willing and wanting to do this. Um, yes, I do think we need him involved. Like you say, maybe he was mulling it over at the time, um, you know, you know what His Excellency Turkey Al Sheikh said, you know, we'll miss you, Oscar, if you don't get involved in this mix. Um, you know, whether that mix be directly in Riyadh or whether it be... Because um... the thing is, Delahoya's got no heavyweights, yeah? So, in a way, um, there hasn't been... He hasn't been fully integrated into that whole heavyweight movement that we've seen, you know, in the last four or five months. So um, I think it's great because he's got, he's got a great stable. Um, you know, we were talking about Mungia earlier, you know, obviously delighted with that victory, but I think things are moving. And yes, of course, you're absolutely right. We need all the promoters working together while they're fractured and apart and working only with their broadcasters and with occasional fighters from from other teams, it does slow up boxing. And those are the issues we've got in the sport. So the issues are being ironed out at the moment, and it's only good for boxing. I feel like I'm saying that a lot at the moment. There's a lot of good things going on in the sport at the moment. 
Well, Gareth, just lastly from me, we saw some reports circulating that Javonta Tank Davis next fight could be in the UK, but no one knows if there's actually any substance to this. Everyone seems to sort of be like, has this article just been written? Like, where's the, have you heard anything? Are you able to tell us any more? It was a bit of like a, a bit of a head turner. We were all quite surprised to see that reported the other day. I, 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 annoyingly, I, I was due to speak to his coaching team on a podcast, um, but it hasn't happened yet. And obviously, I would have got to the bottom of that with them. Um, it wouldn't surprise me. He's fought here before, of course, against one of the Walsh brothers. Yeah. He, he was a lot younger fighter then. Obviously, Floyd Mayweather was, he was in the masterful shadow of Floyd Mayweather at the time. Um, wouldn't surprise me if he fought here. Um, he's got a lot of fans. He's very, very popular. But it's who he's going to fight. Who, well, who's yeah. coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there isn't an obvious opponent right now, um, in, in my view. And we're, what are we looking at? Are we looking at lightweight? Are we looking at 140? Um, you know, listen, if, if Josh Taylor was still at 140, um, that would be a good fight. If Jack Catterall wanted to fight him, I'd watch that, wouldn't you? That would be a great yeah. fight. Um I'm trying to think of others that might line up with him right now. But um, I think, you know, around the 140 or lightweight, you know, who, who is there? Who is there to face him? So um, could he be fighting Conor Ben at welterweight, you know? Um, who knows? Um, but um, look, any time that Javonta Davis uh, and his team want to fight here, if they find an opponent, I think he's a big enough name to get British boxing fans there. Maybe not, maybe like a Wembley Wembley Arena, maybe a Wembley Arena event with ten thousand. But um, I don't know. I think it's just hearsay at the moment. All right, Gareth. Well, thank you ever so much. Twenty minutes banked. Always lovely to speak to you, mate. Uh, just a final thought for the week. Obviously, a good domestic fight and Conor Ben returns. Absolutely. Final thought for the week is. Um, I'm looking forward to dropping this little mutt back because I've forgotten how much dogs need your constant attention and how they always bark whenever you do an interview. There we go. There we <laughs> go. Look. There we go. Man like Gareth A. Davies, as always, thank you for speaking to us at Boxing. Cheers, Charlie. Pleasure. Sports Social Podcast Network.